welcome to the ministries of the Bohomi Baptist Church, where we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, fair before Him in all the earth. And the pastor is Reverend Nelson. Be blessed by the sermon that you're about to hear. of time we'll just read verses 4 through 8 that's first Peter chapter 2 to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men but chosen of God and precious you also are lively stones are built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice or sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe, he is precious, but unto them which be dis disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise, we honor, and we adore you. Thank you for your word again and the privilege of reading your word for ourselves. We pray, dear God, that you would use your word to speak to our hearts today, that, Lord, you would grant us all receptive hearts so we might receive. For, Lord, your word tells us that we are not just to be hearers of the word, but we are to be doers also. I pray that you would help us, O oh God, to be the people you would have us to be. Use your word to speak to our hearts. Use me as your instrument, Lord, to minister grace to the hearts of your people. We give you thanks. We give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Please take your seats. Thank you. Thank you so, so very very much. Amen. Amen. I want to speak on the subject today, Jesus Christ, the living stone. Jesus Christ, the living stone. The text that we have just read presents to us a picture of the great house that God is building, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are three pictures that are presented in this text that we just read. First, we see Christ as the living stone. 
Then we see believers also as living stones. And then it presents to us unbelievers as disobedient builders. Jesus Christ is the living stone. This is simply a picture of how God sees Christ, his son, and those of us, his followers. They have been built into a house built by God himself. Can somebody say amen? The foundation of God's building is his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if a person wants to be a part of God's building, then that person has to place his or her life upon this foundation stone, who is Christ himself. But note what the scripture says to us, is that this living stone was rejected of men. When men looked at the stone, it was not what they wanted. It did not fit in their plans. And I'm saying this, the Bible says he was rejected, but he has been rejected today as well. Because when, when people hear about Christ, as the word of God is presented to them, he doesn't fit well into their programs. He doesn't fit well into their lives, into what they want to accomplish, what they want to do. He does not fit well in their plans. And so he has been rejected. So not only was he rejected of men back then, but he's been rejected by men today, many people who hear the gospel come to the conclusion that they, they, the gospel, the Christ of the gospel, does not fit well in their plans. But I say this, my friend, find place for him. Make place for him in your plans. Whereas one day it's going to be too late. And if you make place for him in your plan now, you will never regret it. Can somebody give me an amen in the house? If you make plans for him now and include him in your life, you will never regret it. Never. So people reject Christ because they want to build their own lives their own way. They, they wanted back then to do their own thing and today is no difference. People want to do their own thing and so they cast aside that foundation stone. That stone that God has provided to bear the weight, the struggles of life they reject that foundation stone. And they went about and are going about building their own building. 
building their lives without building it on that solid foundation that God our Heavenly Father has established to bear the weight of life. People are trying to go around that. But the Bible says to us that this is the stone that the Father has chosen. This is the stone, the foundation stone that God has laid as he builds this great, great house. Amen. Amen. As we again think about the house, we are going back to last week's message where Jesus says to the Samaritan woman, the hour is come. Now is that hour when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such, or the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Amen. We say that God is spiritual and true worship has to be according to his nature. And since he is spiritual, then the worship that he requires is spiritual. And Jesus was making the point to say that, amen, the physical things that were important back then in worship, they are not important anymore that the Jews had to go to Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, there was the temple. And in Jerusalem, there was the priest. And they would have brought their sacrifices to the priests in the temple. But God has made us believers, the temple. God has made us the priests. And so the Bible says to us then, be now the temple and the priest in order for you to fulfill and to be all that God would have you to. Then you now need to present your bodies as living sacrifice. Am I talking to somebody? Amen. So we are to present our bodies as living sacrifices. So not only are we the temple, not only are we the priest, but we're also the sacrifice. Ah. Those who worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. Our worship must be spiritual and true having to do with being real. Because what was in the Old Testament was only a symbol or a shadow of the real thing. Now, saints, believers, you see why you have problems in life? You see why you have trouble? You see why life gets Difficult. You see why you suffer? Because 
the enemy knows how important you are in the program of God. And so he wants to weigh you down. He wants to discourage you because he knows how important you are. You are the temple of God. You are the priest of God. Oh, Lord. And you are the sacrifice. So when it comes to worship in your daily walk, amen, you have the capacity to express to God the worship that he requires. Hope I'm talking to us now. But if there's all kinds of confusion going on in your life, all kinds of envy, malice, all kinds of hatred, all kinds of anger, all kinds of frustration, then you cannot express the worship that God is requiring of you. And the enemy is out to thwart God's plan, God's purpose in your life and mine. God has chosen us to be thus. That as you go about your daily walk, you're an instrument of worship to the Most High God. Amen. That you have the capacity, you have everything that you need to ascribe worship to the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. So wherever you are, as a child of God, you have what it takes, amen, to worship. Whether you are by yourself, or you are with other believers. Am I talking to us? I don't need now that we say, well, I don't have to be with any other Christian. I'm an instrument of worship by myself. Yes, you are. But the Bible also says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as some are already doing. Do not forsake the assembly. But we have to come together. Amen. And we need to do so even more often as we see the day approaching. As we see the day of the Lord, as we see the happenings that are taking place in our world, in our society. As we see the things that are happening, brother, sister, the word tells us that now more than ever, we need to be coming together. Don't miss any opportunity. Amen. To gather with the people of God. Hallelujah. So the, the symbolism of the living cornerstone says at least three things to us. First, the living cornerstone is the first that was laid. All other stones are placed on it or after it. So Jesus Christ is the preeminent stone in time. That's why the Bible says to us that he is the captain of our salvation. Doesn't matter how significant one might be in the program, they're only crew members. Jesus Christ is the captain 
of our salvation. Amen. And that's why we ascribe praise. We ascribe worship to him. Amen. We thank men. Amen. But we praise God. Can somebody say amen in the Lord's house? I want to know you're still here and that you're following me. So I don't want anybody to sleep. Amen. I want to know you're here. And that you're understanding how, how important we are in the program of God. And why it is that we have so much trouble. Because the enemy wants to discourage us in our walk with the Lord. So that we cannot be what God intended for us to be. True worshipers who worship God in spirit and in truth. And Jesus climaxed that statement by saying, The Father seeks such that the Father is looking for people who would worship him in spirit and in truth. And so here we are seeing this house that the Father is building. Jesus Christ, the foundation stone. He is the captain of our salvation. God has promised wonderful things in Christ to mankind. Christ offers the only hope for humanity. The last and the final hope. Apart from Christ, there is no other. God's final promise to human beings. It comes through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So don't miss it. Don't allow anybody to pull you aside to anything else. To nothing else is as important. Nothing else. No one else is as significant as the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have him in your life, let me say, cherish him. Serve him. You are not going to regret. You will never, never regret. Jesus Christ is the only hope for humanity. Mm. So, man has fallen, we know. And he's enslaved by evil. He lives in a corruptible and dying world that is engulfed in suffering. But in the midst of all this suffering, in the midst of all the tribulation and the trials, he sees Jesus. And in seeing Jesus, he sees hope. That all the sin and evil, death and suffering of this world can be conquered and overcome. But only, only through Jesus the Christ. That's why the Bible tells us that God the Father made Jesus the Son a little lower than the angels for the purpose of suffering and dying. For angels do not die. So God the Father made him a little lower than the angels 
so that he would die. He would die for us. He would die for you. He would die for me. God, our Heavenly Father, sent Jesus Christ, his only Son, so that he would experience death for all men. And glory to God, he has conquered death. And he's offering life to everybody. Can somebody say amen? He's offering life to one and all because he conquered death. So he will never have to die again. Once was enough, the songwriter says. So he becomes the author of our salvation. The author of our faith. Whoever comes after, they're just readers. They're just the, the narrators of the story. But Jesus the Christ is the author. He is the beginning. And he is the end. All others came after him and are under him. He says, I am Alpha. I am Omega. I am the beginning and I am the end. Ah, he wrote this chorus the, uh, that we sing and that we had to change. For in reference to Jesus, the wording says his name is Alpha. No, that's not his name. It says, I am Alpha. I am Omega. That's not his name. So we change it from saying his name is Alpha by saying, I am Alpha. Oh, Lord. And I am Omega. I am the beginning and I am the end. Amen. So everything is in Christ. He is the author of our salvation. He is the forerunner in the presence of God the Father. So here the Bible is saying to us that he is the chief cornerstone. That all other stones are placed upon the cornerstone. As it is, as it is with a building. And the foundation stone bears the weight. All the others are placed on that foundation, that cornerstone. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. And all of us who know him as our savior are placed on him. Uh, for the Bible says to us that we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. So God took us out of our mess, out of our situation and as the builder would do, shape up the stone. Am I talking to somebody? And make it fit. Then God places us in this building that is building and it's not yet finished there is place for you you are not yet saved there is a place for you in the building of God God wants to place you in Christ so that you can be a part of this building that is built 
on the solid foundation who is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So he is still in the business of cleaning up, of preparing people, of placing them in that foundation who is Jesus Christ our Lord so that you can become an instrument of worship. That your whole life can become now an expression of worship to the great Jehovah. For you are the temple, you are the priest, and you are the sacrifice. Oh Lord. So when Jesus says to the woman, the hour is coming. And now is that hour when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. Jesus was seeing us as part of God's program. As part of God's plan. Amen. They built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone so, so Jesus is the living stone he's alive and as a result of us being placed in him or on him we also become living stones Jesus says to his disciples, you are the dry branches. You are the dry branches. I am the green tree. Mm. And he said, if they did that to the green tree, you know, there's a branch and they will do dry branch. They will do even worse to you. If they do that to me, then can you imagine what they will do to you? So he is the green tree. As he is here, the living stone, the living cornerstone. And now we have been placed on him. The Bible says to us as we read in our text, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also are lively stones, a build up a spiritual house, holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. So in the Old Testament worship, there was the sacrifice that took place in the temple as the priest offered those physical items that the people would have brought to the temple. The sheep, the bullocks, and whatever other animal, the turtle dove, and as they burn the incense, because the fat belongs to the Lord. Amen. Amen. The prophet's son got himself themselves in trouble, mess with God. So they, they were tired of boiled meat. And now they want meat with fat because they want roast meat. 
That was not what God tell them as it relates to the sacrifice. Eat what you want to eat at your house. But when it comes to the sacrifice, amen, God wants the fat. And he was very specific. Because that aroma would come up to him. Am I, am I still talking to us? Amen. That would be pleasing to him. That's what God wanted. That's what God needed. But they decided they, they wanted some of that and they got themselves in trouble with God. So the worship in the Old Testament comprised of incense or sacrifices that would go up to God. The Bible tells us that the sacrifices of praise is what we are required to give to him. That is to open our mouths and to say praise the Lord, praise the name of Jesus, glory be to God for what he has done for me. And what he's doing in my life. And what he's doing in the life of my brethren. What he's doing in the life of my friends. What he's doing in the life of my family. Glory be to God. We are to offer to him the sacrifice of praise. The Bible says that it is the fruit of our lips. Giving thanks to his name. Meaning that people need to hear us. Am I talking to us? People need to hear us saying praise the Lord. People need to hear us saying hallelujah. People need to hear us say thanks be to God for what he has done. For the good things that he has done. We need to talk about his goodness. We need to talk about his love. We need to talk about his mercy. Are you still there with me today? So the living stone is the stone to which men must come if they want to be a part of God's building. They must come. You cannot find any, any way to God apart from coming through his son. He is the living stone. Your life must be built on him, on Jesus Christ. Mm, not, not, not on some fictitious thing that some people say, but on what the Word of God says about Him. And that is key. Because people talk about Jesus, Jesus, but it's like a different Jesus they're talking about. But we are dealing now with the Jesus of the Bible. Can somebody say amen? We are dealing with the Jesus that is revealed to us in Scripture. And the Bible says, amen, that He is the chief cornerstone and that our lives are to be built on him how how is one's life built on Jesus well Jesus made that plain to us in the gospel of Matthew chapter 7 in verse 24 he says therefore whosoever believe these sayings of mine and do them whosoever hear them and do them I will lighten him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. <laughs> Amen. And the rains descend and the floods came. Oh, Lord. And the winds blow. May, may, I, 
May I pause here to say to us that because our lives are built on that solid foundation does not mean that the rain is not going to come. Does not mean that the floods are not going to come. Does not mean that the wind is not going to blow. Let me, let me bring that home to us. Does not mean that because we are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ that everything is going to be well with us. It doesn't mean that because we are walking with God and we are serving Him in spirit and in truth that everything is going to be well with us. Because many of us get surprised when trouble come our way because we told ourselves all along that Amen. We were God's favorite. And so nothing bad was going to ever happen to us. Nothing. Amen. Nothing hard. Nothing difficult was ever going to happen to us because we are genuine in our faith. We are genuine in our service to God. And as a result, everything is going to be well with us. But brother, sister, amen. Because we are in Christ does not mean that trouble is not going to come. Because we are in Christ does not mean that heartache is not going to come. Because we are in Christ does not mean that suffering is not going to come. But thanks be to God, when all of this is over, we will still be standing. Can somebody say amen? When the struggle is over, we'll still be there. And we can say, I'm still here. After all that I've been through, I am still here. And I am here not because of any goodness of mine, but I am here because of the grace of God. I am here because Jesus loves me and gave himself for me. Because I answered his call when he called me. I said yes to the call. And I surrendered my life to him. Amen. And I have been walking, striving to please him in all that I do. And he has given me his word. Say, I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. And so despite my troubles... Despite my trials, despite my tribulations that I encounter in life, I know that God is with me and that God is going to see me through in the end. Amen. And I know that because of my faith in Christ, when all of this struggle is over, when all of this heartache and pain and suffering of this life is over, then I shall go on to be with him. And there is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Things that God has prepared for us, brothers and sisters, amen, amen, are beyond what we can fully imagine. So the Bible says, the wise man, Jesus says here these saying, he built his house upon a rock and the floods came, the winds and all kinds of disaster came 
But you know what? It failed not. And I know some of you here listening today, not only in this assembly, but online, have been through some struggles. Amen. But in the end, you are still standing. The house is still standing. Because it's built on that rock. And that solid rock is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And if we are built on him, we are going to stand. We are going to stand. But the Bible says, with all this, the foundation of God stands sure. Having the seal, the Lord knows those who are his. So let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity depart from evil all those who name the name of the lord jesus christ brother sister this is god's plan amen as jesus declared it to the samaritan woman at jacob's well the hour is coming and he says now is that hour when the true worshiper the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit. That is, their worship would be spiritual, would not need necessarily need any physical expression. And we, we see people in their ignorance going back to the Old Testament worship and coming with these things and this was a part of their worship and, and want to incorporate it with theirs today. The hour has come, Jesus says, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Spiritual worship, that is the real Thing. All of us believers are to strive to make sure that the expressions of our daily walk, of our daily lives are pleasing to God, that our whole existence would be an expression of worship to Him. That is the goal to which all of us must strive as Christians. That my attitude is right. Can somebody give me an amen? And when I go about my daily walk, I have the right attitude. And we pray about that and ask God to help us to have the right attitude, to have the right spirit. That even as we encounter and as we deal with others, that our attitude would be right. Amen. We would treat people right. For beyond the individual that we are dealing with, we are looking at our expression of worship to our great God, acknowledging that we are now the temple, we are the priest, and we are the sacrifice. I want to touch a little on the priest and the and, uh, uh, hopefully the Lord tarries next week we'll continue but if you are the only Christian in your family 
you are the priest of your family. Ah, if you are the only one we say, you are the priest of that family. And it is your responsibility to intercede with God on behalf of your family. That God would save them. That, amen, that they would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. That they too would be able to experience the joy of having their sins forgiven. May God help us as we live our lives from day to day with this awareness that the hour has come when the true worshipers are to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And that God, our Heavenly Father, has placed us in the Lord Jesus Christ so that we would be an expression of worship to Him. The temple, the priest, and the sacrifice. So we are to show forth the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. What a privilege. What a privilege to be a child of God. What a privilege. Now we see why we have struggles. Can somebody say amen? Now we see why life gets rough. Now we see why the enemy attacks us. Because we are important in the program of God. Let nobody tell you that you're not important. You are important in the program of God. No matter what you do or what you're able to do. You are an important component in God's program. May God help us, his children, to live as such as we go from day to day. May God help us as we surrender our lives to him that we would live for his glory and his honor. That we would not live for ourselves anymore. But we would live to bring glory and honor to the King of all kings, to the Lord of all lords, who has made us who we are in Christ. If you're hearing this message today and you have not yet trusted the Lord as your Savior, today is your day. In every generation, God has his people and God saved people from every generation. Don't look at others and say, well, they are not. No, no, no. You might just be that one that God wants to save in your generation. Give him a chance in your life and let him have his way with you. Anybody in the house not saved and want to be saved? Anybody want to surrender their life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Anybody God has spoken to? They say, yes, I want him to be my savior. I want him to be my Lord. I want to serve him. I want to fulfill my purpose. I want to be the best I can. Is there anybody? Is this allowed? Rejected of men, but he was chosen of God, and he's precious. He is the foundation stone on 
which you need to build your life. Let him have his way with you. Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and oh God, we give you praise. We give you honor, we give you glory. Thank you, Lord, for making us who we are in Christ Jesus. Thank you for helping us to understand how important we are in your program. That we are to show forth your praises. You, Lord, who have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Help us to so live that you would get the glory, the honor, the praise as we go about our daily walk, our daily talk. Oh God, help us to represent Christ and to represent him well as we go about our daily affairs. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your mercy and thank you for your grace. Somebody hearing this message and listening to us today who's not yet saved. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And right where you are sitting today, whether it's in your home or you're in the sanctuary or you're in your car, wherever you might be, you can surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and you can be saved today. And Father, thank you for those who are turning to you even now. Thank you, Lord, for you said, none that come to you will you ever cast out. We give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus, the Christ we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to today's sermon here at the Holy Baptist Church, where sharing Christ is every Christian's business. As we depart, go and serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.